Kaplan Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group, Remax Results. Welcome to Rochester Real Estate, featuring Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning, Robin. Welcome back. Hey, thank you. Wonderful to have you here another Saturday morning. And it's great to be back. Talking about real estate and the real estate market in the Rochester area. Last week, we had a great time talking about the current market for buyers. People trying to get into the market, either to buy a first-time home or an upgrade to their home and what they can expect. And and we thought this week we'd uh, switch it around and take on the seller's perspective. That makes sense. So if I am out there and I have a home to sell in the Rochester area right now, I think I'm probably feeling pretty good, right? Oh, you should be. <laughs> you should be feeling great. What can I expect if I have a house that I've lived in for a few years and uh, now's the time to sell because everybody tells me spring is the time to put my home on the market? Okay, well, I will just I will just tell you that spring is a great time to put your house on the market, but it's certainly not the only time to put your house on the market. It's it's always a good time, especially when the demand is low. I mean, the demand is high and the inventory is low. So it's it's a very good time to put your house on the market. Is it especially advantageous for a certain price range? Yeah, I mean, if you... That's when spring is really important if you've got those affordable houses because... You know, those that influx of Mayo Clinic residents are coming and they come in droves house hunting and they are looking typically, but not always, kind of up to 300,000. So um, if you look right now at our pending stats, the most houses that are currently pending and under contract are between 200 and 300. So it's, it's a hot price. But I also found it very interesting when I was looking through yesterday's market report that um, in the last six months, houses over a million have sold the fastest that they've sold in quite some time. But there's not a lot of them out there. Oh, uh, there's more and more. I mean, more than you would think. When I started selling real estate 20 years ago, a million-dollar listing was a rare commodity. But no, there's there's quite a few of them. Looking at the whole market, and we mentioned the houses under $300,000 being considered more affordable. Um, is that where the price range where most of our housing stock is at? Our median, we distributed? Yeah, our median sale price is 244000 right now. So That's about where we're at. I mean, that's a, that's a very, very comfortable, affordable price for the majority of our buyers. Okay, so I'm putting my house on the market, and I come and give you a ring. Perfect. I like your first step. <laughs> I, and I've never done this before. I, okay. Obviously, I bought a house, but yep. I've never sold a house. Okay. Well, when it's time, I'll walk you through it. Well, walk me through it right All now. All right. <laughs> so you'll call me up and you'll say, hey, Robin, I'm, I'm going to sell my house. And I say, great, Andy, I'll come take a look. What works for you? So I set up an appointment to come over and um, take a look at your house. And then we go through room by room. And I tell you, you know what? This house, this room is great. You don't have to do a thing. We might get into the next room and I say, you know what? We got to lose this paint color and change it to a neutral color. Or we've got to get rid of some of these, you know, collectibles or whatever you might have and do some decluttering. And sometimes it's as simple as box up a few things, excuse me, box up a few things that you know you're going to either get rid of or you have to pack for your move anyway. So it's just really you spending time preparing for your move. That way the house looks fantastic. 
Is that called staging at that point? It is called staging, and we actually we actually have a couple of different types of staging. I had a listing appointment this morning where these lovely folks called me and said, um, "We already bought a condo. We want you to sell our house." And come on over. And of course, my opportunity to get the pictures with everything in place is gone because they've already moved most things into the condo and left a lot of things behind. So I said, now your option is to get everything out because I either want the house beautifully staged and completely furnished or completely empty. Okay. So then we are happy to stage it so that it looks like it's completely furnished. And we have a couple of ways we can do that. We can either do it the traditional way where we hire a stager and they come in and bring furniture and bring some accent pieces and and warm the house up, right? But I don't find that to be the most feasible way in this current market because things are selling so rapidly. So I've become a big fan of what we call virtual staging. Are you familiar with that? Well, no, I'm not. I, I get the concept of virtual. Right. So um, I actually have a professional photographer who comes in and takes really high-resolution pictures of my empty listings. And then I email these pic. Well, I don't, but I have a marketing guy who does. I'm not going to take the credit. He emails the pictures um, to this company that we use, and they actually will stage each room with furniture accessories, art on the wall, mirrors on the wall, so that the pictures they send back to us look like the house is 100% fully furnished, okay? Well, the sellers get concerned because they think, well, what happens when the people come to the house and this furniture isn't here? Well, my response is, of course, people aren't coming to your house to buy furniture. They're coming to your house to buy your house. So we want them to be attracted to the house when they see it online because 97% of sales initiate online. So if they're attracted to the house when they see it online, then they are you know, more likely to call and come and see the house. When they come and see the house, they're happy that it's empty. They can walk through and they can see how big the rooms are. They can imagine their own furnishings in the home. It's a great deal. So I imagine that's almost like any retail. Once you get them in the door, then well, you can show them what you have. I think when you buy a house, you have you have to you can't buy a house online. Some people buy a lot of things online, but a house you've got to touch it and feel it. I mean, not that I have never sold houses online; it makes me nervous, but I have done it. Um, but most people want to come in and walk the space and get a feel for the houses around it, and you know the depth of the backyard, all of those things. So I think it's important. It's kind of a big purchase. I think it's important to come in and see the house. To be honest with you, as a person, if I was to consider selling, the staging makes me nervous. The idea that this is the way my house has always been and and I'm going to remake it to sell it to somebody else. Mm -hmm. How important is it to do the staging? You mean things like painting walls and those kind of things? Oh, no, because to me that's dressing it up. Okay. I'm thinking more in terms of arranging the furniture or putting a vase here or a Well, if you if you have your home... I mean, lots of houses need nothing, right? I mean, I was in a home last weekend and I said to her, uh, or last week, actually, I said, 
is this really how your house looks every day? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, it's like a magazine. <laughs> like, there wasn't one thing I well, would change. <laughs> and she actually baked cookies before I got there, so the house even smelled amazing. And when I was like, I can't wait to sell this house. This is awesome. But, you know, some people just have busy life, and so there's stuff around. And so it's just up to me to say, no, I don't care if it's inconvenient for you or not. If you want me to get you a quick sale and top dollar, then you got to do your part and make your house look great. But it's that big a deal as far it's as a big deal. marketing the house. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it can mean um, 30 days less on the market or 5000 less in your pocket. So, I mean, it's a big deal. You so want it, it to show it. really well. Is there any guidelines to follow as far as what kind of decorations? You know, what works? I mean, is it the brown type couch, leather? or is um, it the, No. You know? What it is is anything that feels welcoming and not cluttered. Anything that we don't want anything that's going to offend anybody, you know. So sometimes people have things in their home, like sure, something is or... something as silly as like hunters will have trophy deer heads on the sure. wall and things like that, and they of course love them. But I've taken people into homes going, "Oh, let's get out of here, it's dead animals," you know. And it's like, well, the dead animals don't stay, but if they've made an impression and the people are turned off to the house, they're turned off to the house. So those are things that I talk about, and that's why you're here because. People don't know. I mean, they really don't know. And my job is to make sure that your house is looking its ultimate. I mean, because I want to put the absolute best product on the market that I can. All right. We've talked about getting the house ready to sell. And when we come back, we'll talk more with Robin Gwaltney about actually selling the house, the process of getting offers and counter offers and what to expect, how to price it, all that kind of... I mean, we have a lot to cover. Goodness we gracious. We do. We do. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. If you own a small business, you know how hard it can be to find new customers. Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning and welcome back. I'm Andy Brownell with News Talk 1340, KROC AM with Robin Gwaltney. From Gwaltney Group with Remax Results. And we have been talking about selling your house. We have. We talk about buying your house, talk about selling your house right now. We've talked a little bit about staging the house. And now let's get to selling the house. So the whole timing process. Exactly. How All right, so how much time does this take? So you've called me and you have interviewed me, basically. I've given you my opinion of what I feel like your house is going to sell for, what I think you're going to have to do to get it ready for the market, and um, what you can expect in the process. You've liked what you've heard, so now you've called me back to say, let's do this, okay? And i got to get busy painting. Yeah, so you get your things done that you're supposed to get done, check all your items on your checklist, and you say, all right, Robin, I'm ready to sign the paperwork. I'm ready to, to get this ball rolling. So then I say, great, we make an appointment. I come back. We fill out the listing contract. You have to do a little bit of homework. You have to fill out a um, property disclosure. And that's where you go through like five or six or eight. I don't know. Keeps they keep bigger. adding to it every year. Yeah. It seems like. More <laughs> pages of questions about um, any defect you might know about the house, any issue you've ever had with the house in the past. And there's some questions that people can't honestly answer, like, are there any cracked floors or walls? And they say to me, I don't know of any. And I say, 
check yes, because I guarantee you in Minnesota, you've got some cracks in your floors or your walls somewhere. We all do because of the settling and the freezing and the thawing. And it's better to over, over, over disclose. Don't try to hide anything. It's never going to be advantageous. It'll come back and bite you. Of course it will. And I think sometimes people just forget about things. Like one time I had somebody say... No, they've never had any um, damage to the floors or walls with water. And they said no. And then, how would I know? I mean, I believe them. They're very honest people, right? And I don't think they even... I mean, I think they just forgot that one time their child got in the bathtub and overflowed the tub all over the bathroom floor. It came through the kitchen ceiling. You know, um, they called somebody. They took care of the problem. They had to replace some sheetrock, repaint the ceiling. So they didn't think about that as a as an issue, right? As a defect. So they didn't put it in their disclosure. And then somebody came um, to buy the house. They bought it, and then they had a friend come over who happened to be the person that fixed the sheetrock and said, "Oh, I've been in this house before. I fixed the sheet." Well, then of course they were up in arms because it was never disclosed, and so I called the people, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, we have to tell them that." And I'm like, "We fixed it." So I cannot make myself clear enough when I say to people, "Really take your time to put anything that's ever happened. Explain how." Nobody is going to not buy your house because your kid over, right. you know, made water all over the bathroom floor and it dripped through the kitchen ceiling and it was professionally repaired, but just always included. So, so that's your homework. You've got to fill out the disclosure to the absolute best of your ability. And then I say, okay, what day are you ready for pictures? And we schedule a time for the photographer to come in because I never, ever... And I don't know why any realtor does this, but I never snap phones with my iPhone. I'm not a photographer, so I don't take the pictures. I hire a professional photographer to come in with the proper lenses, who knows how to use the proper lighting, to really showcase your house and make it look amazing. So, yes, that's a a few hundred dollars that I spend. I don't charge you extra for that. I mean, that's marketing money, right? So I actually get those pictures taken, and then I... um, Within 48 hours of the time that the photographer is there, we can have your house up and running. So if you say, hey, Robin, good morning. It's Monday. I've decided I've got a few more things to get done, and I'll be ready to have this house on the market by Friday. I say, great. Are you ready to have pictures taken by Wednesday? And you say, yeah, perfect. We get the pictures scheduled. The photographer comes in. He takes the pictures. We order the sign, and then it happens just like that. I get the pictures back typically on Thursday. We write up the description. We get everything wow. inputted, and you're on the market by Friday. And if you're in that sweet spot, you might get an offer that day. You absolutely that, might. You might that get, might be wishful thinking, but... Oh, no. You might get four offers that day. <laughs> you might even get 11 offers that day. I mean, here we go with that. The flip side of that multiple offer situation. We talked last week about how stressful that is for the buyers it's sort of joyful for the sellers to have this whole, you know, gamut of offers to choose from. But then I'm always, I'm going to be the person, well, I don't know which one to take. Uh-huh. It's hard. <laughs> it's really hard. And do you know what? Um, there's kind of a fad now. A lot of buyers have decided to kind of market themselves. So they will write a dear seller letter. I'll and dear seller, I love your home. And, you know, I want to live here. I grew up in this neighborhood or my best friends live two doors down or whatever their reason that they really want that house is. And it's amazing, Andy, that sellers actually 
sometimes are are well i get it you know i'm a mean? sentimental fool I, yeah I, I and they they like that um people people like that people like their home yeah you know i mean it feels good because most of us take a lot of pride in our home and especially when it's been our home for a while like you you know if yeah. you were to sell your home now think of all the memories oh i my mean gosh yeah, yeah it, it's you become very attached i can see if somebody said oh i see you raised your family here we're gonna raise our family exactly and, uh, I, I, yeah exactly and so sometimes when people are buying it because they're like, oh, this would be a great place to own for a couple of years and make 40 grand, that's not as appealing <laughs> to the seller, okay? Not that anybody would write a letter like that, but sometimes that comes in as, you know, like such and such LLC. So it's pretty obvious that it's an investment company. So sellers will say, eh, I don't want my house to become a rental or I don't want my house to yeah. become an Airbnb. I'd rather have somebody raise their family. So it does play a part. But what a luxury to have, to be in a kind of a market where you get to have that kind of choice. Yeah, and at the same time, like you said, it does cause some sellers a lot of stress. So sometimes, and again, this is, most sellers will take the guidance of the agent. And I tell people, there is something in the contract that says time is of the essence. So I don't think it's necessary for a seller to sit and collect a dozen offers. You can only sell your house to one buyer. Right? Right. So I feel like if you've got an offer that makes you feel really happy, then accept the offer and sell the house and move on. All right. We have to take another break and we're going to talk more about selling your house. Maybe we talk about the um, how you price it and sure. how you make that kind of decision to give that advice. And Absolutely. What to expect after you accept an offer and all of Boy, we have a lot of ground to cover. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in just a few moments on News Talk 1340 KROC AM. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. I deserve a reward. After all, I found our dream house. Have a pickle. From Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. Welcome back. I'm Andy Brownell, News Talk 1340 KROC AM and Robin Gwaltney. Gwaltney Group with Remax Results. And last week we talked about buying a house. And again, we're covering the seller's perspective this week. And uh, boy, we got a lot to cover in the next few minutes. Um, we've got multiple offers. We've got a offer, whatever it may be. Um, I'm going to go back to how do we decide, first of all, what I should be selling the house for? What, how do you come up with that recommended market price? You know, that is a really good question because... Oftentimes, sellers will interview more than one realtor, and they'll get from each one a price opinion. We call it a market analysis, okay? So basically, it's my job to look at your home and then look at comps. Comps, obviously, being similar houses that have sold recently, okay? So that's key, right? We want to look at, like, the past six months, what has sold, and um, we look at things like number of bedrooms, number of bathrooms, number of garage Square stalls, footage, year built. Yes, exactly. Neighborhoods, yeah. locations, amenities. Exactly. So I come up with a price based on facts. And then I say, you know, this is what your house is worth and this is why. Well, a very frequently asked question is, well, since there's fewer houses, you know, available, how much extra can I get? You know, can we start a lot higher? We can always come down. 
that is real estate suicide. You do not want to overprice your house. You want to right price your house. You don't want to underprice it. But you know what the good news is, Andy? It's hard to underprice your house in this market because the market is self-correcting. There are buyers out there that know we've already missed out on houses. That's too much. Mm, That's too little. We'll offer 10,000 more to get that one or 20,000 more. So if you do make the rookie mistake of working with an agent who does underprice your house, you're probably a little bit protected because right now in this market, there'll just be a bidding war to get it up to where it's actually valued at. Okay. But that's not the way I would recommend you price your house. I recommend that you price it at the right price. And when you say to me, what is the right price? That is, what is the appraiser going to say the house is worth? Because most of the buyers are getting a mortgage, right? Sure. And the bank's only going to give you Exactly. The bank is going to protect you. So they're going to charge you for an appraisal and then they're going to send out an appraiser. And that appraiser is a neutral party. The bank often doesn't even know who that appraiser is. There's just a list of appraisers and it goes out and that appraiser goes out and they have to put together a report showing which houses they compared it to just like I did when I did the market analysis. And if I did my job right, the same comps are going to show up in that appraisal if it was a quick sale, right? So bottom line is what that house is going to appraise for is going to really be the guidelines for what you're going to get for it. Sure. Makes perfect sense. Well, sometimes sellers think, well, since there's not very many houses on the market, maybe I'll get more than what it's worth. You know, maybe I'll get an extra 50,000. Probably not. You, You probably will get very, very high end. Like, you know, there's usually a range and you can expect the top end of that range and maybe even a little more, but it's going to be within reason. So this market doesn't necessarily make your house more valuable, but it definitely makes it more sellable. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. So it'll sell quickly. too far out of the range, then the people start looking at the next level of home on the low end of that range. Exactly. So people, you know, when people are buying they they want to get a good house and they don't want to overpay for it. And like I said, that appraisal will be sort of a little safety net for them. So sometimes, again, if a buyer is working with an agent that's not super experienced, they might say, oh, yeah, yeah, just go 30 over or go 40 over. And, you know, it makes my it makes me cringe. But then again, if that bank sends an appraiser, they're like, whoa, 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 that house is worth 20,000 less yeah. than that. Then there's going to be some renegotiating. Yeah. yeah. So I've got my offer. I like. Okay. They tell me that they're going to raise their kids in the house and everything's good and the money's where I want it to be. What happens then? Okay. Well, I guess assuming, I better, because I know people have sold their homes and there's this counter and counter offer business. Yeah. There's not as much countering going on now as when there's less when there's more inventory. Okay. Okay. So pretty much. If you're from the seller, you're, you're yeah, the seller, you know, the, if the seller doesn't like the offer, they'll counter and then the buyer pretty much has the choice to okay. take it or leave it. So there might be a counter, but there's it's not typically the back and forth, back and forth like we've seen in other markets. So we, let's say, I guess it would be a tentative deal at that point. Okay. If I accept their offer. Once you have an accepted offer. Then what happens? That's the first step. Okay. So then there will be some contingencies. Typically, it will be contingent upon a home inspection. Okay. So that protects that buyer. 
And again, there might be defects at the house that you're unaware of. Sure, check the furnace. Right. I've heard sometimes people have um, the carbon monoxide leaking from their furnace, but the seller wasn't aware of that. And when they find out, they're devastated. And they're so, I mean, they've been living in the house. They don't want to expose their family to that, correct? So they're happy to fix it for the next family or whatever. So the inspection in the contract, it will say in X number of days, the inspection will take place. And that might be seven calendar days. All right, then the agent who brought the buyer will contact the agent who has the seller and say uh, they'd like to come and do the inspection on this day. Will it work? Of course, that's when I check with you to make sure that day is going to work for you. You say yes. We get the inspection scheduled. They come in. They do the inspection. Then they say, based on the inspection, we want you to fix A, B, and C. And then you have the right to say, that's reasonable. I'll do it. You sign it. And that contingency has been removed. Or you say, you know what? I get A and B, but I'm not taking care of C. So we negotiate again. All right. So then when things come to an agreement and everybody's okay with the results of the inspection and what's going to be done by who, then we remove that contingency. And then we simply go pending, which means all contingencies have been met until we get to closing. Okay. And then as long as the financing really is in order, and like we talked last week, we've been very puzzle. responsible and made sure that we have a honest, true, pre-qualified buyer. You know, we've protected you. So there's not going to be any issues with the, lend- yep. with the loan. And then on that date that we agreed on in the contract, sign on the as the closing line. date, we come in and sign on the dotted line. All right. Boy, oh boy, we covered a lot of ground, but we've got a lot more to talk about. We continue these discussions next week. But if somebody is in the market, they're thinking about selling their house or they're on the other end of it, buying their house. How do they get a hold of you at the Gwaltney Group? Sure, I would be happy to help, but I have a huge team that's also happy to help. So do not hesitate to call us at 507-259-4926 or come to our website at gwaltneygroup.com. Very good. Robin Gwaltney, thanks so much. We'll talk to you next week on News Talk 1340 KROC AM. Mayo Clinic Radio, on the house.